All right, hey everybody, welcome to uh, Friday update number seven. Uh, we don't have a number seven in Canada, but we have a number seven? Did you raise my hand? Lucky number seven. We have number seven, we got Ulf Viney here from Viney Ranch down here in Murrieta. Ulf, hey, thanks for sitting in and uh, filling in the Friday update gap here, man. Yeah, I know, you didn't have a lot of choices, so. <laughs> well, these guys weren't any help. Nobody else wanted to do it, so <laughs> it's just me. All right, well, let, let's kind of let everybody know what's going on here. You're um, obviously originally from Ottawa, Canada. Yep. Um, talk about the, the move, was it strictly business? or was in the back of your mind, oh, this would be really good for motocross. You moved from here to Morgan Hill, up in Northern California. How did, how did that all happen? Yeah, I mean, it's kind of started with a work opportunity. Um, I'm, I'm involved in um, the technology industry and and was working for IBM in Ottawa at the time. And uh, yeah, you know, um, so I had an opportunity and I kind of, you know, thought to myself, like there's only a certain amount of jobs and, you know, to kind of, um, grow my career in Ottawa and there's a number of different places that I could have gone. Um, in fact, I had a couple of job interviews down in North Carolina. IBM has a pretty big, um, you know, offices there and a lot of employees there as well, but um, an opportunity kind of surfaced in California and I did think like this would be a great opportunity for uh, both Bjorn and Noah to mm -hmm. kind of experience motocross um, at the highest level. and. Also, in the software industry, it, there's sort of no better place to be than, you know, um, so Silicon Valley. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's the place to be. So. Okay, and then uh, so you were there for a while. We're talking like nine, ten years ago you made that move? Or? Yeah, we, we left um, in 2013. Oh, okay. Um, we got in our RV in November and drove to California, kind of made a, a trip out of it. We had sold our house in Ottawa and uh, we were moving into corporate housing. Okay. So the company that I was starting to work for had sort of uh, set up some corporate housing for us, but we just kind of packed everything into our RV and our trailer and like the moving truck kind of put everything in storage and we, and we headed out to California. Nice, okay. So, so Northern California, I, I spoke uh, earlier this week, we talked with, uh, with Noah, we talked about uh, the racing up there, he talked about some of the racing back in Canada that he remembered. And uh, so the racing there and then, what happened the move down here to man motocross mecca here yeah i mean it's it's so, like these things kind of just build right like you when you look back at it you're like wow i made this decision and that decision but um things sort of just um built there was a foundation that started at a little motocross track near where we lived in san jose called 408 mx i got a t-shirt on with uh, <laughs> 408 mx it's no longer open they they closed that track but it sort of started there for us and um, you know we kind of progressed the kids progressed they were riding more now they were riding throughout the year and then we started um, just kind of choosing like opportunities with um, racing mammoth was one of the biggest races mm, right, that right. we had done and then we we're like oh let's go try for the red as we had, we actually hadn't done any of that um, back home in Canada so yeah, that's where it started. Obviously, uh, we live just outside of San Jose area. It's actually pretty hard to ride there. There's not that many tracks in the area. Okay. Um, a lot of driving. <laughs> a lot of driving. You know, we drove down to Zaka Station. We drove north up to Hangtown. A uh, bunch of tracks up there. Um, we did a lot of riverbed riding um, in the winter. Like, when it rains, we get really good conditions up in the Hollister area. And uh, we classic Hollister yeah, Hills, Hollister Hills, and we'd head out into into the riverbeds and, and do a lot of riding. So we just kind of experienced a lot of different things there. 
Right, okay, now the move here, I mean, like I mentioned, now we're in, right. like, I mean, we're right in the backyard of everything. Actually, you go over there, I can throw a rock and almost hit the KTM yeah. buildings over there. Here, we're in this, this house, this property has some history too. I mean, there's, there's that over there. Yeah. Talk about how the heck did this all happen? Yeah, things really, uh, I guess, sort of progressed and escalated when, when I realized at work that I could have the opportunity where I could continue to work up in Silicon Valley, but we could live here and I could commute. Um, and I was flying like every single week. So yeah, I mean, that's what we're thinking. I'm kind of going, going ahead on the story, but what happened was we were starting to look at properties here and um, Cheryl and I kind of would come down. We were obviously driving down to, to Southern California often to race and to train. And it's a long drive, it's about six hours. And um, a friend of mine sent me an Instagram post about Ronnie Feist selling his property. This is Ronnie Feist's <laughs> old property. Um, some people who remember MTV will remember that this was in MTV. This was MTV. This yeah. was a cribs. This is cribs. My neighbor tells me all the stories about what actually happened here, and there's some pretty crazy stories. Um, there's a a little uh, poster up here of McGrath, Jeremy McGrath, and um, amazing opportunity. We we actually did a film filming here in photographs with Jeremy McGrath in September on our Supercross track. So the boys, you know, Noah got to meet him. And, <laughs> and uh, yeah, this property kind of came up. We drove down like almost immediately. We um, we had like just been looking at homes, just like different kind of setup. I was like, oh, I don't really want to have a track and I'll, you know, leave that to the experts. But we came out and visited this place early in the morning. I saw the property, I saw the view. You're sort of right in town, as you know, like you've been here a couple of weeks now. It's all, it's all yeah, it's been. <laughs> and a lot of people can visit us here, but we're, we're right in town. In fact, we're about a mile and a half from KTM headquarters, um, KTM Supercross track. And so we're not like out, out of town, really. We're right in town, right? Mm -hmm. um, but we have uh, a lot of land and a lot of land around us. And so we purchased this property from Ronnie Feist. I put in an offer, I sent him a letter explaining what we were going to do with the property and and um, and then we got it and then we just started putting a lot of work. There was, um, he had ramps here and a big huge landing, but there wasn't a supercross track here. Okay. Um, there wasn't a super, no, really? No, okay, that's, no there, was, there okay. was just sort of, uh, yeah, the property was hadn't been lived in for a while, so there was like a lot of work for Cheryl and I to do when we first moved in. and. Uh, and then we built a track, I'm going to say about three months after we moved in. And it was a very like sort of hybrid supercross outdoor track. And then I realized all, you know, all these different steps, like I had to get a watering system. Well, this is all new to you, obviously. Yeah, this is all new. new. Like, I've never had a track before, <laughs> you know, it's like sort of like everything. Like when I started with motocross and people at Sandali will know like where I started, it was I, I didn't actually know where the air filter was on a bike, like, and they were telling me you got to change the air. Filter. Look at you now. Change the air filter. Um, you know, everybody knows knows those stories. That knows me from Santa Lee, but um, yeah, it's just like everything is just brand new. And and when the track first got built, we actually had to empty the pool. We didn't have enough water. It was dry. It was crazy. Like I'm like, this is nuts. Cheryl was like, what are, what is this guy doing? <laughs> She's been saying that for about 25 years. Um, but we emptied the pool to build the track and just, you know, we realized we needed a water reservoir. So we had a water reservoir system built with a vacuum pump and 
got you know water out to the track everywhere. Not to mention and, equipment. Yeah, and then <laughs> I, I was actually out there um, hand raking the track and shoveling it. Had the boys out there with me, and uh, I'm like, I gotta, I gotta get myself a skid steer, and uh, ended up you know getting a skid steer, and then just it just progressed from there. We've done four builds now in the last three and a half years, and the Supercross track that we have now is about a minute. The fastest is Cole Thompson on it so far that I've seen in a minute four and a half and knows about a minute six is fastest lap time on, on our Supercross track. So it's a long track, um, you know, very large track and um, a friend of mine helped me build it. His name's Sonny Leonti. Um, but I do um, all the prep on it uh, pretty much. And look uh, back in the videos to see his. Uh, yeah, his you guys will see prep. it. Yeah, I mean, when I started, I didn't like, I, I look at these photos because, you know, you get Facebook and Instagram shows you history and it shows you, like, oh, <laughs> you know, oh, look at my prep. Looks so great. And it's like terrible. Like, if I look at it now, I'm like, that's amateur hour. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, 650 hours in the machine, you know, that I put into it and I've become pretty good at it. Wow, and, and you were mentioning the changes in the track. I was talking with uh, Josh Hill, who was out here last week. Unfortunately, he's hurt. Get well there, Josh. Um, he was saying how he'd been here before. He, he, he noticed the progression, right? He keep progressing. He noticed the progression with Noah, obviously. Yeah. Like that. It's just perfect for the for him to progress. And next thing you know, he's going to be racing full on. So, yeah, honestly, like, before anybody said anything to me, I'm like, i, I got to get an opportunity to teach the boys how to ride Supercross. Because Supercross is a huge mm -hmm. part of California. It's a huge part of, obviously just the whole industry um, and for athletes they have to be good at it and I was like you as an amateur you never get access to these tracks you have to be a pro to ride these tracks so you know you're always searching for this opportunity to ride you know ride a supercross track and that's really why I thought so much about this property and how useful it would be um, and like you said the track progressive each build has become more complex more technical we have eight lanes in this track we have um, 15 whoops and, um, you know, 14 foot center whoops. So like, but each track was like slightly more technical. Um, and, and I think it's really helped, helped uh, Noah progress and Bjorn when he was riding and helped him progress as well. Okay. Hey, now we got to mention this too. Uh, now, how did the whole connection come with uh, Ryan Hughes? You got Ryan Hughes as a trainer and he's become uh, obviously a close friend and stuff like that. How did that all happen? Yeah, the interesting story, like, so, Ryan saw Noah at riding at State Fair. He talked to Hoodie, um, his old mechanic from when he was a pro. Hoodie knows us really well. He runs DT1 filters. Do you know why they call him Hoodie? Yeah, I don't want to get into it here. Let's <laughs> just say. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, so we kind of got connected, and, and I, and at the time, like Noah had just gotten off a really big injury at Loretta's with a burn. And we just started riding again and just, you know, I felt like it was time to really take it seriously. Like I was really looking for a trainer who had the experience to connect with Noah and take it seriously. And so we invited um, Ryan here and we started chatting, you know, texting back and forth. He came out to our Supercross track, saw Noah ride it, was very, very interested in training Noah. So kind of just went from there. Um, interesting, you know, as it progressed, pretty quickly. So we started training with him in December. We were riding out, Rhino has a property out on Highway 79 outside of Temecula. Um, for those of uh, people who know this area, um, that's sort of heading east out, out, you know, out of Temecula 
towards the um, Palomar Mountain. And you got tracks out there like Cahia Creek, etc. And uh, Ricky Johnson owned a property out there that we would ride. And um, sort of, it was a very, very technical, very rough, beat up track. But Ryan wanted it introduced once a week. And then after a couple of weeks, I was like, man, I'm paying a lot of money to Ricky Johnson to, <laughs> for this track. Um, so I asked Ryan for his number and started texting Ricky and we ended up going out for coffee. And I told Ricky that I'd really like to buy that property. Like, what would you, would you sell that property? This is a pretty funny story. I like this story. Yeah. Although I'm on, I'm good on Ricky's side. Yeah. So <laughs> it's the Ricky Johnson. I mean, come on. Yeah. We'll go too into that, but, um, he's a really nice guy and we just started chatting about it. And, um, funny story, you know, working in Silicon Valley, I was taking a, an Uber to San Francisco airport in 2014 and the Uber driver was telling me about crypto and telling me about, um, you know, you need to get into crypto. You need to, you need to start, start buying a Bitcoin. And I ended up buying a couple of Bitcoins and ended up purchasing the track with Bitcoin, which is still doesn't know what it is. Great. Um, you know, so I turned some, something that maybe isn't worth actually anything into land and motocross track. So we ended up getting that motocross track, which is about 35 minutes from the house here, and it's 22 acres, and... Uh, so sweet out there. Yeah, you have a chance to be out there, and it's, it's beautiful. Like, tomorrow we're going out there and doing testing, suspension testing. It just gives us an opportunity to have a really rough track that we can leave the way we want it, and um, I have prepped it once in the last year. Right. I prepped the Supercross track religiously, and lots of people make fun of me for that, but <laughs> um, the motocross track stays really rough. As it should be, it's perfect. Uh, perfect training and everything. Okay, now I gotta ask you, what's uh, what is next for this place? What uh, what's the goal here? I know you've got some plans. But yeah. I mean, uh, hopefully, I'll be back next year. Yeah. Right now, our plans. We have a lot of kids that come and stay with us, and um, ever since we moved here from Canada, we've had Canadians come. We've we've had um, riders from all over the world stay here, and it's just something that Cheryl and I like to do, and. Um, Hopefully we can help some of them and, and some of them it's just great for Noah to have to train with and ride with. So um, we are planning to build a shop um, and an apartment that will give an opportunity for some people to stay here. Um, as far as the track goes, um, obviously continue to progress the track. I think we are looking to build some more whoops um, to give Noah a chance to kind of start learning how to blitz them. Um, right now he's jumping the whoop. So. Um, probably just keep progressing the track and collecting dirt whenever I can from various sources. I'm looking for some sand um, to add to the track and uh, we have a little turn track at the side as well. So, mm -hmm. All right, well uh, did Bjorn send a question for you? Yeah, Bjorn, I was just chatting with Bjorn. So Bjorn's a couple of weeks away from um, coming back from Korea, his first deployment with the US Army and uh, he's going to join us out at Freestone. And Are you going to let him race or no? No, I'm not going to. He's been asking me to race, and he's been off a bike for two years, and I'm like, no, nah, it's a terrible idea, and he's really upset with me. <laughs> I said, I want to see written approval from the Army that you're allowed to race. Oh, yeah, maybe he's not. He's like, oh, yeah, I'll get that for you, and he's been telling me that for about you know, two months now. Um, but Bjorn said his question was for Noah was, oh. um, why do I call you or why do I call every or almost every morning at seven o'clock in the morning 
and of course, you know, um, he's calling because he's he wants Noah to get up and go for a run. The drill and, sergeant, so I said to Noah. Yeah, he's a drill sergeant, and it's funny because <laughs> obviously uh, Bjorn was you know training like like Noah was training, and and now he has like a quote unquote real job, and um, I think he looks back at the time that he had training, and he misses it, and he realizes that. Well, he's also now he's the best trainer over there doing what he's doing. Yeah, he's, no, still, he's great he's at what he does. Doing that. But he looked like there's sort of nothing that's given him the thrill that motocross did. And, um, you know, he's done all kinds of different things with the Army and all kinds of different training and exercises that they do. But he really does not want Noah to sort of miss this opportunity. And he, he calls as a reminder <laughs> of what he has and what he has to fight for. Does, does Noah listen to him? He actually does. That's good, good. Yeah, believe it or not, he does. I think uh, the combination of Noah and Rhino is, I think, kind of unique, um, especially for what I've seen from Noah in the last year and a half. Um, so I think the combination of that, and then of course, Bjorn reminding and calling him and, and telling him about you know what, what he will miss out on if he doesn't put 100% effort into it, because that's what it takes, right? And it's coming from someone who no one would listen to, you know, a big yeah. brother. Yeah. It's different than a parent saying something. It's you know, there's a different relationship with your brother, right? Older brother who's kind of been there, done that, and now looks back. So it's kind of yeah, cool that Noah can actually absorb that as opposed to, you know, yeah. what some kids do. They're you know, it's kind of tough sometimes. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm on my boys like I was on Bjorn. I'm on Noah. Um, I expect lots out of them. We put a lot of effort in Cheryl and I and everybody around him. But what I'm seeing is that he's, you know, he's kind of rising to that, and he's putting the, the level of effort in, and it, it shows in his his results. Well, that's awesome. Well, I let me just say thank you very much for uh, having yeah. me here. The time here has been amazing. It's been fun hanging out. Um, yeah. Anything else you need to mention here before we uh, wrap it up? No, I'm really thankful to have you down here. I think we miss Canada, and um, we get a chance. We had. Um, Throw in as many A's as I could. While yeah, we, we, and stories. I, I, I do the, the. I try the accent out every once in a while. Um, <laughs> but we, yeah, we miss um, our parents-in-law, like you know Peter and Maggie. We miss them, and and uh, they've been kind of stuck in Canada because of COVID. Um, but we did have Tyler Medaglia down. He raced uh, the uh, Fox National, and right. he got to you know got to stay here. And that was, was when you were a contributor for Direct Motor. I was, I was. It was such a fun weekend. It was like such a great time. <laughs> I loved it, and uh, got to meet one of his friends as well through that. And then we had Cole Thompson here for a number of weeks training with Noah. And right. you know, I didn't really know Cole very well before um, this particular you know last set of weeks that we had you know training Supercross, and it was awesome to have him. And it's. Mm -hmm. You know, we um, we miss Canada, and we hope to, you know, if uh, if everything goes well, we hope to do some races up there. Right. Sure. I asked I asked, asked Noah that question about uh, with the borders they open up and everything, which yeah. looks like they are. Sandalee National would be kind of cool to do. Yeah, we, we love Sandalee, and I don't think we realized how amazing it was until we left. But just the group of people that we met there, you know, Kevin Tyler and his whole crew. Um, I mean, it's an amazing place, so we'd love to go back. Awesome. Yeah. All right, well, hey, thank you very much. And thanks for doing this. Thanks for yeah. filling in for number seven. You're, you're number seven now, but career number seven. That's awesome. I mean, okay, so you've got, you've got the number. We've, <laughs> I've okay. <laughs> okay. I've run out of the flagpole. All right. Wait, wait till they see me ride. Yeah, they'll no, take it away. <laughs> don't, don't worry about that. I'll take care of that. All right. Thanks, everybody. This thank is, you. Uh, Old Viney, Viney Ranch. Thank you.